Good morning, Cultivate Church. 1015, how are we feeling this morning? Y'all are ready. It's because some of your football teams won yesterday, some didn't, but you got all the deals for Black Friday. You filled yourself with turkey. Man, everything's good. But listen, welcome to church. I also want to welcome to everyone on Church Online right now. Colvin, can we let Church Online know we're happy they're with us this morning? Listen, they could be watching kids open presents and stuff on YouTube right now and all sorts of stuff, but they chose to hang out with us, and we're honored you guys are with us today. If I've not met you, my name is Matt Powers. I serve here as a teaching pastor and one of the elders at Cultivate Church. If you want to go ahead and pull out your notes inside your worship guide, follow along with us today. If you're a digital note taker, you can scan the QR code on the back. They are there. Uh, for everyone watching online, your notes are right there as well. Or the absolute best way, download the Cultivate Church app. All the message notes are there. All the previous messages are there. All the things that are going on at Cultivate Church are there. It's the play, best place to get it. And listen, today, if you're not a note taker, bad habits change today. We're going to start taking notes today because I believe that the Lord is going to give us a few things to be able to leave here with uh, to, to actually apply to our lives every single day. As we are uh, uh, concluding our series encounter today, the theme verse we've used for this entire series comes out of Acts chapter 17. It's verses 26 and 27. It says, from one man he created all the nations throughout the whole earth. He decided beforehand when they should rise and fall, and he determined their boundaries. His purpose was for the nations to seek after God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. And that's it. That's the goal. That's the entire purpose for us to seek our way toward him and to find him. That's what this whole series has been about, just to be able to have those encounters with the Father, to be able to have those encounters with Jesus every single day, to just get a little bit closer to him. And in week one, we titled the message Launch Day, and we talked about baptism and how we are called to baptism from the Lord, that it's not just something we do, but it is an inward personal decision that we make public. And the reason we titled it Launch Day is because we learned that baptism is a synonym for the word launch, which just means to take off. And being baptized, I mean, that will launch us into something that is greater than we could ever explain. That life on purpose that we feel so strongly about at Cultivate Church is taking that first step to get off the ground and get going. In week two, we talked about prayer. We talked about how prayer is not just a laundry list of the stuff that we give God to, hey, you know, all the wants and all the stuff that we think that we need. And we tell him, I know it's Sunday morning. If we can get this wrapped up by Monday afternoon, God, that would be great. But I've got Sunday afternoon football to get to. So just handle that stuff while I handle my everyday life. And we talked about that this idea of prayer, it's a two-way communication. That there's someone on the other end whenever we actually pray. And that if we will just sit sometimes and we will just listen, that he will answer us. He will talk to us. He will give us the answers to our prayers. I think there are so many times where we pray and we just give him that list of stuff that we want. And then he's just waiting to say, say and we're gone. We've just completely left the conversation. He's wanting to say, man, I was just wanting to tell you. I think you've been praying about for the last three months. Well, this is what's happening. This is what's coming. And we talked about how we have that direct communication with God. Last week we talked about worship and the importance of worship, that it is not just something we do here together on a Sunday morning, but being able to praise and worship is something that we have the opportunity to do for every single moment and every single day of our lives, that we can praise him for all of the things that he has done, he is doing, and he is going to do. And today we've titled the message, Meet the Holy Spirit. Today we are going to talk about the Holy Spirit. And I know for some of us that's like, ooh. I don't know about that. Holy Spirit's a little weird. 
I don't really understand the Holy Spirit. It doesn't really make sense. I, I don't really like that very much. And when you look collectively around Cultivate Church, the backgrounds that you see, people have come from a Baptist background or Methodist or Church of Christ or Church of God or Pentecostal. And there's very charismatic backgrounds. And then we have very, well, not charismatic backgrounds at all. There are some backgrounds where the Holy Spirit is essential to people's faith. And then there's some, well, we don't want to talk about it because we don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand it. It's kind of a little strange and a little weird. It's like that strange uncle we don't talk about. And Canto fans, we don't talk about. Y'all know, to, you know, with the nowadays, we don't want to talk about the Holy Spirit because I just don't quite fully get it. I don't understand it at all. Here's some things we need to understand. The Holy Spirit it's not an it. It's not a thing. But the Holy Spirit is actually a person. It's personal when we connect with the Holy Spirit. It's the third person of the Trinity. God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I get it. It doesn't always make sense. That's why it's called faith. It's not supposed to make sense on paper every step of the way. We're not supposed to see every single step of the process all along the way for it to make complete sense in our minds. That's why it is called Faith. The Holy Spirit is what brought Jesus back from the dead. Jesus tells us, I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. We see it in John chapter 14, verse 15 through 17. These are not in your notes. They're a reference to write down. It says, if you love me, obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. Who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads in all truth. If you love me, you will obey my commandments. And that's a lot of times where we get Christianity mixed up. We're thinking, well, if I want to be a Christian and I want God to love me, I have to hit all the boxes. I have to admit, check mark everything off all along the way. And then he is going to love me. But we have it all messed up. We have it completely backwards. The truth is it's because of his love for us, because how much he cares for us, we want to obey. We want to hit all the checks we want to do all that stuff. It's because of that relationship and love that we have. Same reason for my wife. She is not my wife, and I don't love her, and she doesn't love me because I hit all the check marks. It's because of my love for my wife that I want to honor her. I want to make her proud. I want to make her happy. I want to hit all the checks all along the way. And Jesus is telling us, listen, I am sending you somebody. He's never going to leave you. So today we're going to talk about three things of what the Holy Spirit truly is. And I want us to kind of lean into this idea of he is not weird, but he's actually really practical. So let's pray and we'll dive in today. Father, we love you. God, we're just thankful for today. We're thankful for these opportunities and just pray your spirit just fills this place. Every single person here, every single person watching God, that your spirit will be present in our lives, in our situations, in these very moments that we have together. And God, I just pray you'll speak to us in the specific places in our lives where we need you, the things we've been thinking about, the things we've been praying about, the things we've been struggling with, the things that are going on that not a soul knows about, God. Today, that I pray you'll, you'll bring that light to us to be able to help us navigate through those things today, Father, and we'll give you all the credit for it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. So number one, the first thing we have to understand is the Holy Spirit is my comforter. The Holy Spirit is my comforter. He's there to take care of us. That when we fall down and we hurt our knee and we get a little boo-boo, he's there to show up. He's going to put a Band-Aid on it. He's going to nurse us back. He's our comforter. He's there to help us get through the difficult things that we have going on in our lives. 
John chapter 14, verse 26, it says, and this is the King James Version, he says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Basically, Jesus is saying, uh, he will teach you everything, and he will remind you of everything I have done. I've done. He is here for you. He is always going to guide you and lead you. He is going to pick you up when you've fallen down. He is going to comfort you. And there are three things we need to understand about this idea of him being the comforter. These are extras to write down. First is that he is a loving comforter. He is loving. The love of the Holy Spirit is something that cannot be explained whatsoever. Charles Spurgeon puts it this way. It's a great, great quote. It says that you go measure the span of heaven. The entire span of heaven, you take all of the mountains, you put them on a scale, and you weigh all of them. You take all of the water in the ocean, and you count every single drop of water, and then you go and count every single grain of sand on the shore. And once you can do all of that, you will understand the love of the Holy Spirit. Now, that's a whole lot of stuff, something that none of us could ever do. We could collectively go and try and do that today. We would not succeed whatsoever. That's the type of love that God has for every single one of us. That's the reason he is able to take our sin. And the Bible tells us that he will throw it as far as the east is from the west into the depths of the ocean. All of our sin. And sin is just what separates us from God. See, God doesn't see sin the way we see it. We see that there's okay sin, there's acceptable sin, there's everyone's doing it sin, there's not good sin, there's really good, not good sin, there's bad sin, terrible sin, awful sin, and we weigh it all. But it is all level at the cross. It's all the exact same. It's just what's separating us from the Father. That's it. That's why he's able to take our sin and throw it into the depths of the ocean. Do you know how deep the ocean is? The deepest part of the ocean is Mariana's Trench. At the deepest point of Mariana's Trench, they call it Challenger Deep. It is 36,000 feet below the surface of the ocean. That is deep. There's no telling what kind of stuff is living down in that part of the ocean. In fact, if you were to take Mount Everest and you were to throw it in Mariana's Trench in Challenger Deep, you would still have to go down a mile before you had reach the top of Mount Everest. That's how far down our sins have gone, never to be spoken or heard of again. That's what type of love he has for us. And for every single one of us, there's nothing we can do that will make God love you less. Simply not. There's nothing you can do that will make him love you any less because love is not what God does. Love is who God is. It's the reason he's able to forgive the way he is. He is a loving comforter. The second one is he's a faithful comforter. He's faithful. He's there till the very end. Sometimes there's nothing worse than unfaithfulness in our lives where we see people who let us down, who go behind our back, who are just not going to be there for us. But the Holy Spirit, he is a faithful comforter. You can trust him with your life. You can trust him with absolutely anything. He always shows up every single day, a lot like our sports teams, right? They show up. We know when they're going to play. My Boston Red Sox, they show up every single spring. They're always there in the spring. I know exactly when they're going to be there. And when the season starts, guess what? They have a game every single day. I know that at 105, 405, or 705, the Red Sox are going to play. And guess what? If they're not going to play, they're going to tell me about it beforehand. And if for some reason they get rained out, they're going to make it up to me later on. They are there every single day. They are always faithful. 
And I can always trust that they're going to continue to show up, just like our football teams on Saturday, right? They're always faithful. They always show up. They never let us down, do they? That's why we spend four months in the fall angry at everything and everyone, because they never let us down. But not the Holy Spirit. He is faithful in every situation, in every circumstance, in everything that we do. He is always faithful. And that's what faith is. Faith is stepping out and actually putting your weight on it. Because oftentimes we'll say, well, this is my, I'm going to hang on to this table and, yep, yep, that's good. And that, that's how we treat faith. But the Holy Spirit is always there. He is there every step of the way. Where we can step and see nothing, he is going to be there to catch us every single time. That is the true faithfulness. People will let you down. The Holy Spirit will not. The Holy Spirit is always there. He's always there for us. He's always open. He's like Waffle House. <laughs> Y'all, Waffle House never closes. Waffle House is always there. Guess what? They're open late at night, early in the morning, the middle of the day. You know exactly what you're going to get at Waffle House. When it snows, yeah, they're still open. Christmas Day, they're still open. Bad hurricane comes, guess what? Waffle House is still open. They will never let you down. They are always there. They are always open. The Holy Spirit is just like Waffle House. <laughs> Not really. And it's a silly analogy, but the Holy Spirit's always there. He never stops. He never gives up. He never lets us down. The third thing is he is an unworried comforter. He is loving. He is faithful. He is unworried. He, there is nothing that surprises him. Nothing catches him off guard. He knows everything that has happened. He knows everything that is going to happen. Why? Because he is in all places all the time. He's always there. It's Christmas season. And whenever we come to Christmas season, what are we thinking of? We're thinking of Santa Claus and Christmas presents. Come on, Santa Claus is coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows when you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake, right? Because we want the presents. And when we get closer to Christmas time, we're thinking, man, if I've been good. He watches me all the time. Santa Claus is always there. Am I going to get the presents this year? Am I going to get the things I've asked for? What's it going to look like? We always know Santa Claus is coming to town and he sees everything. Well, the Holy Spirit sees you when you're sleeping. He sees you when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. But it's not for be good for goodness sake. It's not for the presents. It's not for the stuff. It's because he doesn't like to see you hurt. He doesn't like to see you fall. He wants to be there to catch you. He wants to be there for you to run to him when you don't understand quite what to do. He wants to be there to comfort you when you feel like you can't be comforted. That's who the Holy Spirit is. In our hurting, the Holy Spirit is peace. In our hurting, he is peace. He is our comforter. Number two, I have to understand the Holy Spirit is my helper. The Holy Spirit's my helper. John chapter 16, verses 12 through 14 says, There is so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. I love that. Jesus says, listen, there's so much I got to tell you about. You are not going to believe the things that are coming your way. Your mind is going to be blown, but you can't handle it, bro. So I'm going to pump the brakes just a little bit, and we'll get to that at some point in time. He says, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own, but he will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you all about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. This is Jesus saying, hey, the Holy Spirit, he is going to tell you of all the things that I'm doing, of all the things I'm done. He's going to remind you of that. He's going to tell you. He's going to guide you, lead you where you need to go. That's who the Holy Spirit is. He's going to speak to you. And I know some of us, we're thinking, how in the world 
can he speak to us? This past week, we were at Universal Studios, and we went on the castle ride. I've talked about the castle ride before, Forbidden Journey. It's in Harry Potter world. My daughter, by the way, it's her favorite ride now. She used to hate it and be scared of it. She loves that ride now. We probably rode it a dozen times while we were down there. But as a parent and as an adult, little tip for you, that sucker's like a spa, y'all. It is incredible. You get locked into that thing. You just close your eyes, and it's twisting you everywhere. It turns you on your back. It lays you upside down, almost like an inversion table. It feels so amazing <laughs> on your back. It's the reason I rode it, like, first thing every morning a couple times, just to kind of get the back ready to go. But a friend of ours, she gave me a pro tip. She said, listen, if you put earbuds in, turn on some worship music, y'all, it's heavenly. <laughs> so I can't wait to try that the next time we're there. But as we wrote it on our last day, we wrote it three times, first thing in the morning. I was thinking, you know, that's, that's pretty amazing. Because when you go through the ride, I'm sitting there, I'm closing my eyes, just kind of getting my back worked out. I'm thinking, man, it is, it's chaotic. I mean, it's a loud ride. There's banging and crashing and booms. There's things jumping out at you. There's a big giant dragon who blows all sorts of stuff right up in your face. There's so much going on. How in the world... Can God speak to us? Can the Holy Spirit speak to us with all that stuff going on? I can understand why. Put in some earbuds, that's the way to do it. So as I close my eyes and ride the first time, I'm thinking, God, man, if you could speak to us here, if you can cut this crap out, man, we can truly hear from you. Second time I go through, it's just a little calmer. Third time I go through, I'm like, okay, I see. I see, if you can speak to us in the middle of all the stuff, all the chaos, all the noise, all the things, all the distractions, you can speak to us anywhere. Because that ride is so similar to what we see every single day. And we know that God will sometimes come in a small, still voice. We see it in 1 Kings chapter 19 with Elijah. Elijah's told to go out on a mountain and God will, will speak to him there. And there's a, the Bible says there's a huge windstorm and an earthquake and a fire and there's loud and chaos and all sorts of stuff going around. He can't hear God in any of that stuff. He's not big. He's not booming. It says God comes to him in a whisper. Why? Because he's so close. He's within the mention of his name. He is right there. And if we can step out and we can get rid of all the noise and all the stuff and all the news and all the social media and all the friends and all the people telling us who we are supposed to be, what we are supposed to do, how we are supposed to look, how we are supposed to think, what we're stance we're supposed to take on this moral issue, what our identity is supposed to be, how we're supposed to feel, this and that. If we can cut all of that stuff out, he will come to us as a helper. He will speak to us. He will tell us about the future. He will tell us which way to go. The noise is all around us. We just have to ask for his help, and he will come to us in that small, still voice sometimes. As you look at Cultivate Church, the helper, the Holy Spirit, he has been there through so many things. The birth of Cultivate Church is 100% the Holy Spirit. Our pastors, Brandon and Jen Matthews and Brandon and Danielle Doss, it's only because of God that this place exists the only reason they didn't know anyone in alabaster but they were given a calling god told them something he told them what he was going to do and they trusted him every single step of the way we celebrate 11 years in january as a church when they are told no way that's never going to work it should never happen when we look at our columbiana campus we are we are growing to the size where we needed a new campus in columbiana looking at spaces looking at property looking at anything we could to plant a church there and nothing was there. Everything would fall through. Someone in our church had a dream 
Holy Spirit spoke to her in a dream. So she made a phone call about the building she was told about in this dream. And it wasn't for sale. It wasn't for rent. She called the owner of it and she said, you know what? We're just getting ready to put this place on the market next week. That is our current Columbiana campus right now. Our alabaster buildings are all a mark of the Holy Spirit. We used to be in the old Thompson High School. Thompson moved over to city schools. They said, hey, contract's cut. You got six weeks to get out of here. That's tough. We might as well just fold up shop. And if you ever experienced the old campus across the street, you understand that was the last place in town that was available. But they trusted the Lord to go every step of the way. And it was totally a God thing that happened because we went from one experience to two experiences to three experiences to another campus. And God not only sustained in that hollow wall place over across the street that looked like a dump, but he grew his church in that exact spot. This building that we're in here right now, listen, it was years and years and years uh, of things that just didn't happen, things that fell through, delays, this and that is a pure mark of the Holy Spirit that we are here in this building today. Throughout Cultivate Church, we have seen God work in amazing ways. Just in my own personal life, I've shared the story before. My wife had a car accident in October of 2021, or uh, in February of 2021, and whenever she did, she dislocated her shoulder But the big thing was she lost all feeling from the top of her neck down to her elbow and her shoulder and her arm. Couldn't feel anything. You could stab her with a knife. She would have never known. She had no feeling whatsoever. She went to multiple doctors, multiple appointments, multiple therapy, a lot of of different medicines, all sorts of stuff to try and bring the nerves back and just nothing worked. She would lose feeling in her hand where she couldn't hold things any longer. And that's tough whenever you're left-handed. And so on her birthday of last year, we were making dinner, and we prayed for dinner just like we always would, no big deal, but we prayed for something specific. We asked that God would show up and provide miracle healing for my wife because nothing was working. Cleaning up dinner 30 minutes later, I hit my wife on the couch with my son saying, Catchman, you got to stop doing that because what he was doing was tapping her on the shoulder. And she stopped mid-sentence, and I walk around the corner, she's pouring tears down her face because... 30 minutes prior to that, we had prayed a prayer for miracle healing in her shoulder, and now she has immediate full feeling in her arm all over again. That is only because of the Holy Spirit. Shared a story this past summer that our business was put in a bid to take over an a area in Boston uh, for, for business of a network that we're a part of in the whole New England area, and great opportunity for us. We had more than double the size of our company in a 10-year span, and I was so excited about it. So optimistic about it. We brought in so many people to help us with the plan and the organization and the process that we would go. Everything went great. Our presentation was great. Our strategy was great. What we were going to do, everything was great. We were even told that, hey, this is the best plan we've seen. You guys are the right fit for the job, but we really need you to do it much sooner than what your expected dates are. And that was something we just weren't going to budge on. So we unfortunately lost the bid. We didn't get it, despite being the best one for it. And I was mad. Oh, I was, I was furious. One more person told me, God's got this under call. I was going to punch you in the mouth. I was sick and tired of hearing. I was angry. I was mad at people. I was mad at God. How could he do this to me? As I look back to that now, he totally didn't let that happen because it wasn't for him. It was for me. And I wasn't ready for it. I wasn't prepared for it. He knew that. And as I've seen the company that's there and the struggles that they've had, I knew that it was for the best of what he provided to us by not allowing that to happen. And as we look back to that, all the things that have happened since then, it's all because of him. Had we 
gotten that, we'd have had to have been there for probably the next six months. There's all strong likelihood we wouldn't be here today, and we may have even had to move there full time. My wife would not be back involved with students at Cultivate Church pouring into the lives where she's so passionate about for the next generation. She wouldn't be going to Juarez tomorrow to serve with our missionaries in Juarez, Mexico. We wouldn't be hosting the marriage small group that we have at our house this semester that has been so impactful for others. We wouldn't be allowed the opportunity to provide marriage coaching uh, for people who need it because marriages are so under attack and all of those amazing things have happened. None of it's been for us because it's all been for him. That's the Holy Spirit showing up as our helper, saying, I know you think this is what's best for you, but if you'll please just allow me to work, I will never let you down. I will never leave you every single step of the way we have seen him be so faithful because it's not about me. It's about him. It's about his kingdom. We have to understand he is our helper. The Holy Spirit is our present help in our ever time of need. He is our helper. Number three is the Holy Spirit's my friend. He's my friend. And we could all probably use a friend. There was a study done earlier this year in the United States that found that 52% of all Americans find themselves persistently and constantly lonely. 52%. We got maybe 200 people in this room right now. So 100 of you find yourself consistently and constantly lonely. 12% said that they have zero friends, no friends at all, no important people in their life. 47% said that there are zero meaningful relationships in their life at all. And this one, millennials, listen, even if you're under 40, you're a millennial. Whether you like it or not, you're there. 73% of millennials fall into that same category, and 80% of people under the age of 18 find themselves persistently and constantly lonely. And that's heartbreaking, and that's scary. Because one thing we know is the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and whenever we isolate and we feel like we're lonely and we feel like there's no one else there, he is so good at what he does, where he can just poke us and jab us and let us know that, yeah, you are the only one. You know what? You're right. No one does care about you. No one is there. No one is experiencing this. You'll never get over this. You'll never get out of this. You're never going to break through from this. You are all alone. He is so good at that. But the Holy Spirit, he's our friend. He's our friend. John chapter 15, verse 26 says, But I will send you the advocate, the spirit of truth. He will come to you from the Father and will testify all about me. And notice the phrasing there. I will send you the advocate. He's not saying, I'm not, I'm not sending you the intern. I'm not sending you the new hire who's only been with us 90 days. No, I'm sending you the advocate, the man for the job, the perfect person for you. I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. He's always there. He's never going to let you down. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 3 says, So I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit of God will curse Jesus. And no one can say Jesus is Lord except the Holy Spirit. No one. No one can speak any ill will of Jesus. They're speaking out of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because he's our friend. He's there for us. He's there to guide us, direct our steps, to live a full life. Not for us, but for his glory and his kingdom. We'll just open up to it and we'll just receive it and understand that he is here for us. He is not against us at all. John chapter 3 verse 5 says, Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, 
No one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the Spirit. That when we accept Jesus, we have this power. We have this access to the, to the power that raised Jesus from the dead. He's at our disposal every single day in every situation. We just have to ask for it and he will give it. We'll have to be able to cut out all the distraction. We have to ask for his assistance to cut out all of the stuff and all of the junk that we see every single day. We need that, friends. You can see we're lonely. Whether we like to admit it or not, a lot of us are lonely. We need a comforter. We need a helper. We need a friend who will carry us and pick us up when we people in our lives can have those friends who love us for us and want only what's best for us and are never against us. So he takes, they take their friend to see Jesus. They get to the house and it's so crowded. There's a ton of people all over the place and they didn't do what we typically do. Say the line's too long. We'll come back later. <laughs> we got express passes or genie passes for any of that. Can we get right to the front of the line where, where Jesus is? We'll come back later. No, they went up to the roof. They dug a hole in the roof. They put their friend down on the mat right in front of Jesus. Jesus says, because of your friend's faith, you have been healed. You have been healed because of your friend's faith. And there's a lot of us who are lonely. Who Maybe we don't have those people in our lives to pick us up on that mat and carry us where we need to go. To be able to get right in front of Jesus. But... The Holy Spirit, he is our friend enough to be able to pick us up on his own and take us where we need it. And some of us have been dragged in here on a mat today. And there's a lot of stuff that's weighing on us. There's a lot of things that are going on. There's a lot of stuff that hurts when we feel like we're less than. We feel like we're paralyzed. We can't get up each morning. Like We can't walk this thing out. But we have a friend here who is right here waiting. All we have to do is ask. How do we experience the Holy Spirit? So simple. We just ask for it. So I want to pray with you. If you'll bow your heads and close your eyes, our worship team is going to come back up. If you're our guest today, listen, nothing funny or weird is going to happen. No one's coming to get you or anything like that. But this is that opportunity. This is that opportunity to be able to experience the Holy Spirit, to be able to have the advocate sent for you, to be able to walk this thing out with the best friend anyone could ever ask for. And I'm asking you today, not as someone who's giving a message, but as a person, someone who's experienced it all on my own, who's experienced the power and the presence of God and the Holy Spirit all by myself, please, please don't let these opportunities slip by because you just don't know. That when we accept Him, the things that we can do, when we just let Jesus in, everything changes. So maybe if you are here today and you've been laying on a mat for years and you just don't know what to do, today's the day where we just simply ask Jesus to take over. You can simply say, Father, today, I'm asking for forgiveness from all of my sins. That I recognize I can't do it on my own. Today, Father, I don't want to do it on my own any longer. But I recognize that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for me. And today, I want to make him my Lord and my Savior and make him number one in my life. And Father, for all of us, as we leave here today, as we go out into our day-to-day -day lives, every single day at work, at school, whatever it looks like, 
God, I pray we'll just be open enough to hear from you. God, I pray that you'll help and allow cut out, cutting out all the distractions that we see in our lives every single day so we can hear from you, so we can be on the path that you've designed for every single one of us, so we can live this life out on purpose that you have called us to, that you have designed for, and that way we can be able to share the experiences you have given to us with other people so they too can experience your love and your glory and your kingdom, God. And we'll give you all the credit for it. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Can we give Jesus some love this morning? Come on.